Welcome to the Black Boy Joy Show. It's RV Willis. And I'm here with Mr. McGill, Rashad Murphy, and Nephew Mike's back. And look, we got the OG group back together. How y'all doing? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we drinking today? Um, I'm, I'm Vico. Okay, so Rashad drinking water. Mm-hmm. I had that too. Um, yeah, I got water today I'm too. A creature, I'm a creature of habit right now, so I'm having what I had the other day. Which is that written nephew rum with some ruby red grapefruit juice? Yay! Nephew, what you got over there? Uh, you and that mustache. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Sex on the Beach. Sex okay. On the beach. And look, I got a Moscow mule today. Look at that. Yes, I did uh, j- just a little bit. All right, y'all ready? I'm ready for some uh, history of a black boy. Go right on the head. All right. Yes. So who we have today is Wade Davis. Wade Davis was born in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1977, but grew up in Louisiana and Colorado. He got drafted by the Tennessee Titans in 2000 as a cornerback. During his career, he played for multiple teams and landed with the Washington Redskins in 2003. He is a World Bowl champion and an honorable mention All Big Sky Award winner. In 2012, Wade came out publicly as gay and talked about what it was like being gay and closeted in the NFL. Learn him and embrace him. Learn him and embrace his star power, Wade Davis. What is going on? Have you? What is going on with these faces? Have y'all heard about Wade Davis? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm so sorry. Oh, look at there. Mm. See, we need to be able to record this video. That's you know? crazy. Yeah, we yeah we don't want people seeing that. So, Mr. Rashad, what's been going on with you since uh, last time we spoke? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Rashad. We have to show them what all these days of quarantine is doing to us. Right? Anyway, okay. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Socially isolating ourselves. Yeah, socially isolation. So, Rashad, what you been up to? What have you been doing to keep busy during this quarantine time? Um, well, I quarantined myself in the house yesterday, and I was completing some some music. Okay. So there's some some new music coming in July. Yes. That is yeah. the of Rashad I don't know a lot about. So I, yeah. What music do you do? Yama Sang. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Yama Sang. Yama Sang. <laughs> Love it. Yes. I guess we're going to collaborate on some projects in the summer then. How about that? Like an EP? Like, are you putting, like, really putting an EP out or something? Oh, my God. I'm just, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know I love music. So, yeah, I'm excited for that project. I didn't know you were doing that. Look, you be on secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a group of music lovers, right? Mm. Yeah, you'll love it. Look at there. That's right. It's really good. Okay, okay. Well, we'll definitely have to talk more about that. Nephew Mike, what's been going on? And from yesterday, this is my day off. So I've been doing nothing but relaxing. <laughs> oh right, 
Yeah. Finally, my day off. Like I, like I was saying on yesterday, so if you're in retail, they, they are kicking your butt right now. Mm-hmm. There are people that are getting getting into fights over toilet tissue and oh. stores. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But still, I, I have it. Still, I, I have been searching for white rice. White rice now. I've been searching for white rice for two weeks. Now, I'm not sure what, what niggas don't know how to cook, but damn, white rice is gone. That's the only thing that's constantly out. <laughs> The brown rice is still there. Niggas be in there getting that white rice. They're learning how to make that brown rice now. Right. I know I am. That's all I can find at the damn store. (laughs) Oh, and I hear it's healthier for you, too. It just takes longer and more more water. (laughs) Oh, my God. More water, a little bit more butter just to make it taste Mm -hmm. like that. Mm, Yeah. And Mr. McGill? Well, what's new? Yeah, what's new with you? I'm see. Okay, so so this is the thing. So tell us something that we would be really surprised that you are doing during this quarantine time. We know you like to go on your walks. You walk your dog. You go on your bike rides. Um, Okay, you all would be surprised with. Uh huh. So, Richard, you might get this. Mm-hmm. Might, you might. Rashad, you don't know me well enough yet, but you still might, though. You, you might get this. So, I am shockingly um, getting more comfortable here. Like, I bought a table slash desk, you know, so, you know, that I can huh. work at in my bedroom. Um, right. Initially, I wanted it to go right there, but it's not a large enough. I mean, yeah, that's not a large enough space. But yeah, I'm getting more settled, which is not something oh. too soon for me to be doing this. But I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm longer, I'm gonna have to work and like it's this. Never so too I soon. Need to make and, comfortable. And, yeah. And that's a Capricorn thing. It takes a very long time for us to get comfortable with anything. We're all really? packed up and we're ready to leave all the time. Then you go, well, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Mm. Always, yeah. always ready to always on the, like prepare. Always. It's like you're prepared. You know, it took me a minute I to do it. that too. It, it, you know, it, it takes a while. Sometimes See, I think it's just the safety. Is I've got to figure out how to make this practical for me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I've got to figure out how to make thing. this work. Yeah, because you don't know how long you're gonna be, how long you're gonna have to do it this right. way. Yeah, but I'm having to make it work a lot sooner than I would normally feel like I would need to. You know, mm. that's a so, challenge. That is a yeah. challenge. Well, yeah, you know, it is a challenge. But this will do. Like, I mean, this can work. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So hmm. yeah, RV, people will be surprised. Like, oh, you getting settled? No, RV. Yes. What 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 are what is new with you in the last 24 hours? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. I've just been going through and editing all the shows and making sure, you know, trying to listen to the shows and come up with new things for the show. Um, I am the... Because, you, you know, me me and Rashad are only in half of them. <clears throat> but anyway... Well, um, well you, you know, know, I'm always creating things. <laughs> I'm always I'm trying to make some changes. So Don't worry, Rashad. Don't worry, Rashad. Uh, good news, good people will always have a spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are a employee. Shameless, shameless plug. Shameless. Plug. Shameless. I just, right, but I love it. 
<laughs> so, uh, so nephew Mike, tell us a little bit about a dream that you had, some kind of dream that was inspiring to you. Oh my God, this one gets me a little bit emotional. Because um, I've told almost everyone about this dream, maybe it, except Rashad. Um, Rashad. Mm. But, but, um, so I had a dream two years ago. Um, my late grandmother came to me in a dream and told me basically to go after what I need to go after. And she basically said, you know who you are. Stop running. Stop running from who you are. Mm. And that was probably the most inspirational dream that got me to actually start working toward future goals. Um, mainly finishing school, which mm. has been a very hard thing. I mean, uh, Mr. McGill can tell you this has been an ongoing discussion. That I'm finally taking very seriously uh, and trying to uh, finish a degree. Okay, wait, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it, okay? So yes. now, if I start getting on your ass and start coming to you saying, look, you put that shit out there, don't be fighting back now. I want to start seeing some progress. Everybody that listened to this has heard this now. Out your damn mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> when you got mean uncles who like the universe. Yes, and. And fuck you all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about you, Rashad? Have you ever had a dream that That's you right. woke up and it it like it was so inspiring to you that you it made it changed your life? Mm. He's living the dream. No. Yeah, I'm living the dream. Um, <laughs> no. Mm. What kind of um, dreams? What kind of dreams do you have? Do you have like really vivid dreams, or do you? Are they just like my like my dreams are like really like fantasy, like fantastical, like because my mind is always just thinking like that. So when I see people like you guys or something, or like someone that I know in one of my dreams, then I know that that's like a sign to me, like because my dreams are all made up of just imaginary crazy stuff. But when I see someone real in my dream, I'm like. What the? What's going on? So then I I try to focus on them and listen to what they're saying. Oh, really? Yeah, I never I never dream about people that I know. <laughs> it's it's I crazy. Mm. But that's when that's when you get into a whole lot. Well, I'll I'll let Rashad answer. Go ahead. But, but you say no, not nothing. Never had a dream. Mm. Any of his mm. Mm. Wow. You had a dream like before, but nothing that was inspired, inspired. right? Mm. Right, so I have more so where it's, I'm not going to say it's like there, it depends on my mood, so if I go, if I'm angry, mm-hmm. you know, like, or if I'm in a sexual mode, there might be one of those dreams, or, oh. but I don't, okay. oh, like, being some dream that inspired me. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So, do you feel like you're able to... Control your dreams. Dreams are more based off of your feelings and your emotions and thoughts, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, well, I think... I think you use it to your we are like that. to your strength? Say what? Are you able to use it to your advantage? Like... Yeah. Kinda, I, I mean, I don't want to get into, like, um, you know, spirituality and what premonitions and stuff, but, yeah. But my yeah. thing is that was both, that's the whole point of this conversation to go right. with spirituality, spirituality well, and like premonition. Because mine was completely so spiritual, I will have completely those. premonition. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I I don't have like inspired in, inspirational dreams. I have things where it's like something is coming, something is happening. It could be happening mm. to me, it could be happening to someone else. But things like that, I don't have like a dream like oh, I saw my future in this dream of of working here. Or I don't have those. Oh, okay. Right. So inspiring is probably not the good one for me. Yeah. I mean, I like the dreams. I appreciate the dreams that open me up and kind of get me to focus a little bit more or be exposed to something else that I kind of have my head, you know, turned to or something. Right. Or eyes closed to. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, yeah, it would be on you. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've had one. Me? A dream. Yes. Uh, yeah. You had a specific one. Yes, I did. I had a very specific dream. That's how I started writing my my first book. It came from a dream. And yeah, I woke up and I just remember having this dream about these mummies and these warlocks fighting. Like they were royal people. They were just, they were fighting. And I woke up from that dream. And I was like, what the hell was that? Like, literally, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed like, what What, what kind of mess? What did I eat? What was? The, what did I smoke? What the hell? And that's that was like the beginning of me starting to create the world, like the characters, the, the story. Like the story went through like five different changes before I actually settled on the storyline. So that, it, and it all, like that all read. came from the dream. Like to read. I would like to read that, and I would like to read one of Rashad, because, of course, you know, my, one goal of mine is to write the book. Yeah. One, and one is nonfiction, and then, uh, well, biography and a fictional book. Mm. Like, two things I want to do. I have all these ideas that I've always held on to, and a lot of people are like, well, that's a great idea. Why haven't you done it? Mm-hmm. But, see, this is my thing. We're in a great city, especially being black men. We're in a great city, you know, creative black men. We're in a great city. This is where we could really do it. Like, they're always looking for new, you know, new artists. And not just the typical, a model or an actor. I mean, you can find an actor over there. You can find a, you know. But writing is where the money is. Write these stories for all these actors. Put all these actors to work. So for, for me writing like when i was younger i wanted to be in front of the camera i wanted to be like the one who was oh i want to you know be on the tv show and all this stuff but then once i got into writing after that dream once i got into writing books i was like wait this is where the money's at because you you're writing you're creating the worlds that these actors are going into so that they come in and they just act so they need really good writers and if they're you know hollywood is doing all this stuff with the you know remakes and rewriting and all this stuff it's like get some original stuff <laughs> you know what I mean? You were saying that Atlanta is a, like this is the city. Yeah, like See, especially for Black authors. Like, well, it's for a whole lot of stuff, and people really think about it. Like this is becoming one of the next major big cities. You know? Yeah. So everything that's going on in San Francisco, L.A., New York, we're at Chicago. Atlanta's going to be getting some of that shit, too. You could start, you know, being one of the first ones here before all the other people start moving over here doing the same shit. Yes. You know, start creating your own little niche, whatever, because at some point it's going to fucking happen. Yep. <laughs> I, I think it, and I we think would... It's really weird when people say that, well, you know, Atlanta's becoming... Atlanta has been for about 
20 some odd years past this. I mean, it started but with the, the Olympic Games in 1996. It depends on your perspective, though. So, yes, I agree with you, but it depends on your perspective. If you're one of these local, not local, but recent Brooklynites, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, Brooklyn was a place decades ago, but now your ass finally gentrified and moved in there, and now it's got all this funky nice shit that fits your whatever. So, same thing with here. Yeah, Atlanta's been going on, you know, but now these Brooklynites are going to be able to move into more parts of Atlanta, not just Pot City Market, not just West Midtown. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be able to move into different parts of it. So, that's that's what I'm getting at. So, okay. Gentrification, what they call it. Well, yeah, yeah. Gentrification, and it happens yeah. everywhere. So, People just think it's just happening here. It happens yeah. everywhere. I remember when I was growing up when they in Minneapolis when they were starting to build around the the suburbs around Minneapolis and how people were just flying from the city. They were it white flight. The white people just left the city and went to the suburbs and just left the the, the inner city to to the black people. And it was just yeah, it was it was like all of a sudden now they want to come back to the city. But you know, why can't black people gentrify? Why can't black people be gentrifiers? I think, why okay. We always, when we talk about it, we refer to like white people. Well, like, see, this is the thing. Everyone. These black neighborhoods. They can. What I'm saying, see, what I think what it is is that we automatically assume that it's black and white. Just like I was just saying, you know, white fight and all this stuff. When they were saying that. You equate, you equate wealth and establishment with white even though black people are moving back to the city. And th- that's what I was going to say is that it's not a it's not a white black thing anymore. It's like if I can afford to move here and live here and pay this money, it doesn't matter what color I am. And there's a lot of black people who have a lot of money these days. You know what I mean? But back in the 70s, a lot of black people didn't have a lot of money. So the white people didn't have to worry about black people be, being in their neighbor a lot of black people being in their neighborhood because there weren't a lot of black people who were making a lot of money. So now that there's a lot of black people making a lot of money, they can move to these neighborhoods just like the white people can. But many of them are not. And I don't know what I don't know why, because they could definitely come in and create our own neighborhoods with the, you know, the same way that the white people do it when they go and tell their friends, buy this house on this block, buy this house on this block. Let's take over this, this. That's how they do that shit. Black people don't do that. They don't go to the other black people and say, buy this house. To anything about the ghetto after that, we don't know about the belt line after we moved out to 285. Gentrification, gentrification worked well in a lot of major cities that had. Well, it, it worked against a lot of black people in major cities that didn't have an established black population like Atlanta. Gentrification didn't work the same way in Atlanta as it did in Baltimore or the way Trey tried to do in um, Chicago or Philadelphia. In Atlanta, you had black people that had money, so they're not moving to just upgrade. And so gentrification that looks like in most American cities is a lot of white people moving back in. Well, Atlanta kind of held firm because, yeah, the black people got money. Mm. They didn't expect that. They didn't expect right. people to stay. And they did. Yeah. And in those other cities, the black people don't have money compared have to... Money. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can. They can't. They can't. It's hard for them to move back into the city. Like they right. probably in Atlanta, in Atlanta right. they they kind of already 
kind of already had that on lock since the days of Xavier Jackson. Hmm. Right. What's so that background noise. I know. What is that? I hear. I don't know. Uh. Oh, it's probably it's okay. It must be Rashad. Is there a fan on? Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a a TV or something. So, um, I mean, I can, I can turn this one off, if that, but I don't think it's coming from me because I would have heard it. Yeah. yeah, I don't hear it over but there. You have noise. You have noise behind you, Mike. Does anyone have anything on? No. <laughs> no. I'm so interrupting this podcast. I'm so sorry. No, you're all good. Um. So, how do you uh, how do you deal with stress, Rashad? How do I deal with stress? Yes. Okay, so I usually eat, okay? But I'm learning now. Um, We're trying to lose this 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't work for me. So now what I'm doing, and that's how the album came about, because I took all that that stuff that's going on personal, Uh and I said I'm going to put it into music, or I put it into writing, you know, I, that's how I de-stress. Mm, okay. How about you, Mr. McGill? Mm, like, unplugging, sort of. Unplugging um, meaning put your so phone away. Unplugging, like, well, more so mentally. Mm. Um, I can unplug mentally and still be, like, surfing Facebook, you know? Mm. I can unplug, I mean, and then I realize, shit, it's been an hour or so me just going through I, I can't tell you what the hell I was doing but um, just unplugging not really thinking about the things that my brain thinks about uh, okay so okay so you just unplug um, yeah marijuana helps that does help legalize marijuana uh, <laughs> oh my god how about you how about you uh, nephew yeah how do you yeah. deal with, uh, or how do you manage stress? Unplugged. Can you hear me just fine without the headset? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what is it? What is, I, I kind of missed that. I how do you venture for a second? Uh, how do you manage stress? Oh, I'm, I'm surprised, but you don't know the answer. Well, of course, this is for everybody else. You already know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of meditation and a lot of uh, outside activity. Unfortunately, we're kind of caved in right now, so mm. that's not helping. But mm, I do yeah. a whole lot of exercise, a whole lot of meditation mm. that clears this out. Because I mean, there's not a moment of silence that comes into this head, and I imagine in, inside of Mr. McGill's head, it is must Boy, be a circus. Oh my gosh! Okay, for real, you know it. Hmm. Yeah, stress managing stress for me. I I usually try to sit down and. I like the meditation. I do. But but for me, I just have to I turn on something that makes me feel good because I love to watch TV. So my go to is the Golden Girls. So I will just if I throw the Golden Girls on and I had a really stressful day and I can sit up there and just watch them and just laugh and, you know, and and then kind of calm myself down. And, you know, and, and think about whatever is stressing me out, then that, you know, they usually do it for me. So I usually try to watch something that brings me to a happy place or even listening. The other day I was uh, watching some old Whitney Houston live videos, you know, her, her live concerts. And I was sitting there by myself and someone came over and was like, 
you know, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm just watching, you know, some Whitney Houston videos and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it was really stressful this week and all that. So, and I was like, you, you know what? She does call me. Now I'm at a place because for a long time, I couldn't even listen to her music after she died. Like I just, anytime it would come on in a store somewhere, something, I would just freak out. And I couldn't, I just took her off my playlist. Like I just could not hear her voice. It took me a while, but now I'm like, okay, after that guy asked me that the other day, I was like, she does kind of calm me down because as soon as I put on her music now, it kind of re- I release a lot of stress. No matter what kind of song it is, it could be a love song, it could be a upbeat song, whatever. But as long when I hear her voice, then I get really calm. So that that's uh, those are my how I manage my stress, my stressy things. Um, so our I'm, I'm, I'm cutting my toenails while we're doing this. Oh, that's really great to know. Uh, a little TMI. Really. Okay, so you know, that's, what that's was the movie? One of the, uh, sacrifices. <laughs> what oh, was the sacrifices? Like the nail salon <laughs> place is not open. I can't okay, get so a pedicure. Are they long or? <laughs> no. You want me to show you? You want me to show you? A no. Was that Martin? <laughs> what the, what show was that? Where Martin? Where? T- oh, it was Martin. Where? Uh, <laughs> he cut his toenail and it went flying across the room and hit Martin in the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. You, that was from my uh, right foot. I'm not, like, over my sure. third foot. I'm not sure if the white boys really care about your toenails. Let's do the next topic. So, we're, so we're going into the into the virtual what, Nephew Mike? The yellow fanny. We're going into the magic bag. <laughs> it's the fanny. Oh my gosh. So, our first question from the fanny pack the magic bag. Um, at one point, I can't even speak. At what point are we good enough? When are we self? When are we self improved enough to accept ourselves? Well, what does that mean? If we say, when are we good enough, or whatever, whatever, to yeah. accept ourselves? Does that mean that? There's still no need or desire to continue evolving. I don't know. What does that mean? Does it mean like... So for me, I could say there will never be a time when I think I'm done growing, done learning, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't think it means that. My last breath, but I do feel like Wait, wait, what was the question again? At what point are we not, are we good enough? When are we self-improved enough to accept ourselves? I feel for me, it needs to be now. And I feel for everyone, it needs to be now. Like you need to embrace yourself, accept yourself. Like that doesn't mean like you don't have shit to work on. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like, oh, everything's fucking peachy. No. Like, I think that's I am who I am. Let me, this is, these are my goods. These are my bads. These yep. are things I want to work on. These are the things, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just like embrace that shit and apply. Like, I think that's the difference between, that's the difference between living and existing. I think if every day you feel like you're not complete, you're just existing when you finally accept um, who you are and where you're at in life, then you can start living and then you can accomplish goals. 
if before that, I think you're just existing, as many of us are. And there are several moments that I feel like I'm just existing because I haven't accepted mm. the fact of work, yeah. even though it's further than I was yesterday. Mm. I'm, I'm existing many days too, you know what I'm saying? But I keep in mind like the bigger picture and where I'm at on that, and, in the big scheme it, of things. Sounds you know? like you're living more, Mr. McGill, not you're existing when you can keep that frame of mind. There are people that don't have that frame of mind. Which is why I responded the way I did. I get you. Mm. Mm. Sorry, yeah, I would say they're gonna. What is that? What's that? The, uh, from Living two Color. Two snaps in a circle. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So on that on that same note, going from that Z formation is the Z formation. Yeah. What do you What do you believe stands between you and your happiness? So it's kind of along the same lines. <laughs> Sorry, we need to repeat that one one more time. What do you believe stands between you and your happiness? What do I believe is between me and my happiness? That stands between you and your happiness, yes. That's that's everyone's own individual goal of success. Mm. Money. Yeah. Opportunity. I would say opportunity with me. I would go... I like the opportunity thing, but the money... <laughs> Money rules the world, they say. But I think the opportunity thing, yeah, opportunity, I think, is what kind of stands between me. I think happiness for me, yeah, happiness to me would be, you know, seeing my shows on Netflix or Hulu or the things that I wrote or something. I mean, that kind of there's a lot of happiness that goes into that, or even happiness, finding a or is that success? Um, what if you don't like them? Well, is what was the question? Well, okay. So it says complete happiness. So the <laughs> happiness, yeah, there's so many different things that measure into what would make me happy. I would want a, you know, a successful uh, relationship. I would want a successful career. Those kinds of things mesh into my happiness. Like that would make me be happy. But I don't necessarily need, I don't necessarily think that all of those, um, that it's just that, because there's some other little things that come with that. Um, but for me, I think happiness is just, it's, you know, subjective to who the individual is, because your happiness could be just fine, you know, where you are right now. Not to say, I'm not saying, the question isn't that there is anything standing between you, it's just if there is something standing between you and your happiness, what would, what is it? So you said, Rashad said money. Mm. I said opportunity. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, opportunity for Tell me too. Tell us about the money situation, Rashad, because I understand the opportunity thing. Well, if if I had money, certain problems would go away. I, I, it would be easier to get financially get things done. That would make me happy, mm. which probably would bring more success. Which I mean, is a lot of happiness, though. Me happiness, money would make me happy. Happiness. Happiness is a state of mind. Though. That's one thing you won't have to worry about anymore is how you're going to have income coming in. How are you going to produce these these shows you want to do? If there's money already there, unlimited money that makes you happy to create. I mean, that's just me. But you know, no, I get you on that. He's got 99 bitches, but money is not one. Okay, so you know, money. The thing is, I can tell you, I, I don't do any of the things that I've done. 
I didn't do them for the money. I did them for me first. Mm-hmm. So none of, none of this stuff has been really major successful. So I don't really see the success of it. I did it for the joy of it. But now my perspective is I want money. Money's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it. And in this business, you can make money. You can make friends. Look around. You got friends. Time to make that money. Yeah. They don't, they don't make me no money. Well, some. I mean, it depends. Some, some may need to figure out how they can help each other make money. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's the one thing. You know what? The crazy part is, I'm in a space where either we can make money together, or I can make money off you. That's the only two <laughs> type of people that I can make Right. Right. Make money with you or make money off you. You saw, you saw what uh, you saw. I'm a hustler, baby. Come on, hustler. You saw what CJ, Madam CJ Walker did. My girl said, "I tried. I tried to work with you. (laughs) You didn't want to make money with me." (laughs) That's really. What are we doing if we're not going to make money together, or we're not going to? Or I can't make money off you. What are we doing? Other than than fellowshipping. So speaking of money, so while we're, speaking while we're of money, self quarantine thing or isolation, even though we're not quarantined, but in this isolation thing, it may not be a bad idea to figure out like your team members and stuff, you know, everybody yeah. doing everything virtual right now. So it's an awesome opportunity to take advantage of yeah. just networking and all that. Yeah, (laughs) it is. So speaking of money, um, have you ever been in a situation where you're in a relationship and you guys are, you're thinking of breaking up, but your ex owes you money? Do you get the money before you announce that you're breaking up with them? Or do you just break up with them and forget about the money? That's so damn petty, please. If I want to break up, fuck the damn money. Mm. I'm in a relationship where I think where that to me was a real thing. Where I believe sorry to be judgmental. I believe once the financial <laughs> situation was straight on that end, it was time to get rid of me. Just a matter of time before the financial situation was good enough where I could be rid of at that point. Which is wait, so you waited for their situation to be better before you left them? No, they waited for theirs to be better. And left you. There's to be better before they left you. Before they left me. Ah. Which is kind of, you know. Did you? So did did you? Um. Did you owe them money? Like, did you borrow money from them and you and you owed them money? So they were waiting for you to give them the money back. He was able to to pay bills and rent, honey, and that helped this other person over there. And then when it's like, well, now I don't even need you to help me pay the the bills and rent. So why do I need you as my partner? Mm. That's how that went. Oh. Like, yeah, I got my promotion. I got this. I got that. I found someone new. So what do I need you for? Mm. Wow. Damn. Okay. How about you, Rashad? Love don't live anymore. They made a song about that. <laughs> oh, you said no, Rashad. Um, I'm gonna say. If you owe me money, I don't care. Many people owe me money right now. And um, it's just money. I can make more. Mm. I'd rather you leave and I have my sanity and my freedom 
Make more money. I don't care about that. Absolutely. I care about um, in relationship my my well being. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. Right, like that's why fuck the money, you know. I don't care how much it is. I'd hate to be on the end of it like Mike was, where I'm being used, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Annoying. Um, But on the other side, it's like mm -mm. I wouldn't want to use someone like that either, though. It's like, but you know, some some people don't, they don't have consciences like that. They don't even. They don't even think about it like that. Um, so, uh, who has the probably has the best memory out of the four of us? Probably, probably me. Yeah, because you do remember a lot of things. So, do you remember birthdays and anniversaries? Yep. Everybody's. Who celebrities or something? No, like your like important ones. Like, or whatever is important. It could be celebrities or not. Like, do you remember your parents' anniversary? Do you remember your brother's birthday? Do you remember Angelina Jolie's birthday or Beyonce's birthday? You know, like, do you remember birthdays? I mean, I guess ones that are specific to you, I guess. I can't remember. I remember certain ones. Um, but Facebook helps me out a lot. <laughs> it really does help me. <laughs> siblings you have or, um, I, I remember all my siblings birthdays um, yeah yeah I got all their birthdays my mom and dad their anniversary huh? my neighbors that's your neighbors oh <laughs> I'm like what Honey, I guess not. <laughs> I haven't seen people out on their balconies until lately. Oh my goodness! All yeah. them in the same room. You, I can't stand you. No, Mister McGill, I do like your balcony. It has a great view. <laughs> Did you come over? Yes. Oh, I stayed at your house. <laughs> oh, right. While I was gone, that's why I don't remember being here with you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take care of the plants. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, huh? What had happened? Um, okay, so our last one. Okay, so if you had to, if your house was on fire, what are three things that the the first three things you would pick up to get out of the house? I would definitely I'm have my already dressed. First of all. Well, you don't have to have any clothes. What's that was? So. <laughs> Let me put these damn drawers on. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. You would really think about drawers? Assuming I'm already dressed, okay? Assuming I'm already dressed and I don't have to pick up my shoes. Uh-huh. Um, or my glasses or my fanny pack. Well, there go three right there. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Oh, I was going to make sure I have my passport. Uh-huh. Um, you get another one of those. But wait a minute. If I have, if I happen to have a stash of like a kit, you know what I'm saying? A survival kit that may have like everything I may need. My family pack is just a daily thing, but I may have a little kit 
that has things that can last me a little bit longer than what may be in my uh, fanny pack. If it's not nothing big at all, I can carry it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, that'll be it. I'm gonna just take those two things. As well, see, I, my I agree with you on the that's the the whole point of it is because we want to make sure that we are prepared if something like that happens. So I always that's why I always keep my bag. With my ID and everything, I always keep that in where I can, if I have to wake up, I can see it, grab it, and be gone. So I would definitely have that. And most of the stuff that I need would be, probably be in there. Maybe my I always have medicine in there. I always have my, my keys are in there. My wallet's in there. So I would definitely grab that. But I don't know what else I would Good. get. I mean, I, my honestly, backpack. My maybe wallet, my wallet, my phone. Yeah, my phone. I carry the backpack everywhere with me because it has my medicine. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I guess my phone, my phone would be right next. That would be my number two. Yeah, and then I probably and my outlet and the charger. Oh my gosh, that's that's all in my but your charger is in your. You should have an extra charger in your bag. But you got one in your bag in your in the. Uh, don't you have an extra charger? Because you can always put an extra charger in your bag. Yeah. So you don't have to, you don't have to think about it. Are you there? Where did he go? Oh, there's Rashad. Um, that's not him. Oh, he moved. Where did it go? Well, we can go on to the next. <laughs> yes. So it is. Uh, it's time for uh, game of the day. So I really like this one. This one we played yesterday. <laughs> but Wait, I. Cha- but we changed. Yesterday. But we changed. But we changed up the peoples. Mm-hmm. Where did he go? Not coming in clear, RV. If you could repeat that. Oh. Can you hear me? That's oh, you can't hear me at all. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on over there with Rashad. So, um, I can tell you, it's the toilet. It is. He's the toilet's right there. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in there flipping and flopping? What is going on? <laughs> I said you were in there flipping and flopping. No, oh, you can hear it in, all the way in there. Oh Lord, yeah, child, that I was. I mean, I, I went into. You know, I don't hear it now. Oh, you. Do, oh, I you didn't hear. Oh. So we're playing game of the day, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is a uh, game of the day. Um, damn, I missed. I missed the. I brought the wrong one with me. Okay. Um. So. The greatest of all time movie franchise. So, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. Star Wars, Harry Potter. Star Trek, Indiana Jones. You already know mine, Arby. <laughs> do, do you know mine? Wait a minute. Was What did I say? Star Wars. Star Trek, Trek, Indiana Indiana Jones, Jones. Harry Potter. Uh, Is it the, is it, it's not Harry Potter, is it? (laughs) No. Oh, I was going to say, it can't be Harry Potter. Uh, 
So you mean best movies? When you say best movie franchise, you basically mean best set of movies, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole the the okay. whole franchise. Um, I guess I'm gonna say Star Wars. Mm. Star Wars, man, it's down. I haven't watched Star Trek as much as I I, I know I'd be interested in it because uh-huh. I'm a science guy. Uh-huh. But um, I haven't watched it as much as um, I. Should. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, so, where happened to Rashad? Oh me. I'm I'm gonna go with. Well, I like Star Trek and I like Harry Potter. But the Star Trek ones, I like the newer Star Trek when they rebooted it. Like the older one, and I like the one with Captain Picard. I like a couple of those movies. But the ones with Captain Kirk, I really just I don't. And I know people are gonna be like, "You're not a true Trekkie," but I really didn't care for those. <laughs> I really like the ones with Picard. The older ones? The really old ones, yeah. Oh, Picard. I like Picard, yeah. And, of course, but my but I'm going with Harry Potter, because Harry Potter is... All of the movies from beginning to end were excellent. So, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know, what happened to... What's his name who was in the Star Trek? Captain Kirk? Back Cap- in the day? William Shatner. William Shatner. William Shatner. Those are the ones you're not care. You don't care too much about, right? Yeah, the later ones at the very at the end of Captain Kirk's run, those were really good. I did. There were two of them at the end. I think Wrath of okay. Khan. I think it was Wrath of Khan, and then there was the one with. Ones you weren't really feeling. I wasn't feeling them. Then the Picard ones, I okay. loved them. Yeah. I think it was yeah, Star Wars. You're like a new agey. You're a new age Trekkie. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Star Wars, I think that the story itself of how Darth Vader became Darth Vader to me was brilliant. That's why I was like, I go with Star Wars because, I mean, he no one is inherently evil. Something has to make you that way. Mm. And deception got him to be that way, which is why I love that story. Mm. Mm. See, I didn't even think about it like that. I was. It is, yeah, a good story. But you know what, though, that makes sense. There is more to Star Wars than. Than I believe there is a Star Trek. Yeah. There's a lot to Harry Potter, but there's a lot to Star, uh, yeah. Star Wars. So, would you save your best friend or your family pet if there was a fire or accident? And you Sorry, could. Sorry, you, Rover. You could only save one. Sorry, Rover. But, I mean, you can't pay <laughs> bills or, or come pick me out of jail. Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, question. Yes. They called my mama if something happened to me, Rover, so... Do my best friend and I live together? No, you guys could have been in a car accident. You guys were in the car together, you got in an accident, your best friend and the dog are there. Oh my god, that's horrible. I know, but you have, I mean, you think, just think that, think about it, like, this, this, so the other day, this woman posted and... And said that she had a, if, if it was a, it was just a hypothetical question, but um, there was one respirator left, and she had her Wait. child and her that was horrible. son, and I was like, did she post that? She said she would give it to her husband, right? Which makes sense. Which and let the child die. I was like, children. oh wow. They can create more children. The husband would be there sharing the same like loss. Or similar loss as his wife or baby mama did because the baby gone, um, and they can recreate more. Whereas if she gave the respirator to her baby, 
or, or a child. Child, right. And let's just assume the husband dies. Let's just assume. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, the child has no father. She has no partner. All she has is the son. Like, and her thing was the child can't console her. The child can't, like, make her feel better or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Where at least together with the husband or baby daddy, mm-hmm. you know, she, she can feel like supported. She can feel like someone understands the loss and the grief. And okay, we can decide to recreate. It won't be the same child, but mm-hmm. you know, we can recreate. So I get it a hundred percent on that one. Mm. You know? That's a tough one. It sucks to be. But that's even if giving a respirator works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can still give a respirator, and the motherfucker still die, right? Or no? And it's crazy. Yeah, they could. And it still, it goes back to that when people they care more about. Kind of language, um, Mr. Miguel. Oh, sorry, I heard somebody say something about the whole. Um, yesterday they were they were uh, not yesterday two days ago mm-hmm. they were using some profanity. Clyde and uh, yeah, them two. <laughs> <laughs> them two, yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's using the f bomb a lot. Oh, Leonard here, hey Leonard. And, got well, look at there. <laughs> Look, I had to look. Hey, I kept looking like he said two o'clock. I didn't know if you meant two o'clock your your time or two o'clock my time. Oh my word! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Leonard, for finally chiming in. I, had I keep forgetting. Time, I no, kept forgetting. Did, but I didn't know because I was on. I was on the chat with Donnell and Dennis and all of them, and I was like, "Wait a minute, it's two o'clock. Let me see if." Uh, <laughs> well you know that well look you came in at the very end of the show look the show's over now we gonna have to get you back on another show because uh, yeah because the show is over huh are we done with the we didn't even do the game of the day that was the game of the day look i told you that it was we had to <laughs> we 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 had a lot of conversation that we were doing earlier so <laughs> so that's what we did well, I'm going to fill you in on it, okay? So thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. I want to thank you. Uh, Mike, Nephew Mike, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, uh, it would be on Little Boy Squirt on Instagram, or you can find me in a Facebook group, Good People. And in a few weeks on our show that will be debuting. Yes. And Mr. McGill, how about you? Uh, as usual, on or in Black Boy Joy or Good People as Chavi Chavi with an X. And the four of you do not hang up after we cut. Okay? Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you guys again for watching. We'll see you next time on the Black Boy Joy Show. Anything imagine can be reality. And you guys have fun. Say bye. We, we, we forgot something. Wait, wait, we forget. <laughs> Thanks to Rashad, who had the Rashad had, I, honey, he, there was something going on with him, but. <laughs> it may have been next door, not him, but next door. Right, it could have been next door. I don't know. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time.